Welcome to the Car Project Podcast, where we equip you to understand and study the Bible and find joy along the way. We're so glad you're here. We're back with the Car Project. I'm Sarah. And I'm Heather. Today we are on day seven of our 12-day journey through the Christmas story, and each one of these days we are diving into a little passage, a bite-sized passage of the Christmas story that coincides along with our Hope Has Come cards. Now these cards you can find and download on our website, and truly our hope is with with these this 12-day journey that you can walk through the Christmas story and it will come to life for you or your family. Yeah. And so Heather, today's day seven, and mm-hmm. we are diving into Mary's song. Is that right? That's right. Mary's song is found in Luke 1, uh, chapter 1, verse 46 through 55. This is right after Mary has visited Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. They're sharing the joyful news that both of them are expecting and, uh, you know, the, the promises of God that are that are coming out in, in real life in, in their, their lives. And so mm-hmm. we see Mary's song as a response to the joy that her and Elizabeth were experiencing. And this is how it reads, starting in verse 46. It says, And Mary said, My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed, and for the mighty one who has done great things for me, holy is his name. His mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. He has performed mighty deeds with his arms. He has scattered those who are proud in their innermost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, and he has has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he promised our ancestors. What a beautiful song that Mary is singing in response to the joy that she is experiencing in her life. She truly is glorifying God in this in this song. Right. Well, and shout out to history. This uh, this hymn of praise is really known as as, as a Magnificant, mm-hmm. and that's because in the Latin Vulgate translation, the very first word is Magnificant, which means to glorify. To glorify. Well, obviously, and she's definitely doing that loud mm-hmm. and clear here. Mm-hmm. The interesting thing is it reads kind of like a psalm in some ways. It has a very similar... Um, uh, cadence in the yeah. way that we sing, uh, you know, that you see that you see songs being presented throughout the Bible, but it also mm-hmm. mirrors something similar that we see in a prayer from a young mother mm-hmm. that is in the Old Testament. Um, it's a, the prayer of Hannah. Hannah was the mother to the prophet of Samuel, and this I found this pr- quite easily as I was diving into our Kara Bible study guide, and I was looking at the question about Bible context and are we seeing something that is getting alluded to from the text or or uh, helping us get some understanding. And I had a ton of cross references that kept on pointing this passage, this song of Mary's, to Hannah's prayer in 1 Samuel 2. It was fascinating how often it was coming up. You know, I love that because I don't know that I would have went there on my own. Mm-mm. But you're right. And I love, I love Hannah's story. Mm-hmm. I mean, Hannah was childless. And if you go back to, it's 1 Samuel. In yeah. 1 Samuel one ten, it says, In her deep anguish, Hannah prayed to the Lord, weeping bitterly. And she made a vow saying, Lord Almighty, if you only look on your servant's misery and remember me and not forget your servant, but give her a son, then I will give him to the Lord 
for all the days mm-hmm. of his life. And so then she returns home. She had been visiting the, the temple and she prays that prayer. And then she returns home and she becomes pregnant. And after the child is weaned, she returns back to the temple. And she says to the priest, Eli, um, I am the woman who is deeply troubled. I was pouring out my soul to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And again, she says, I prayed for this child and the Lord has granted me what I asked of him. Yeah. I mean, so you see in her story, this, this anguish that she had, she was pouring out of in deep grief, mm-hmm. grief, but then on top of it, she gets the gift of this, this son. Mm-hmm. Man, it sounds a little similar to our story. She's rejoicing over a gift of a son yes. and out of it comes this prayer of hers. I'm not going to read all 10 verses. You can find it in first Samuel two, one through 10. I encourage you to read it mm-hmm. as you study with us today, but here are just a few uh, excerpts that I think are helpful to get a flavor for what she's saying. She goes, my heart rejoices in the Lord. She goes on to say, there's no one holy like the Lord. There's no one beside you. There is no rock like our God. Do not keep talking so proudly or let your mouth speak such arrogance for the Lord is a God who knows and in his deeds are weighted. And then goes on in verse seven to say, the Lord sends poverty and wealth, but he humbles and he exalts. He praises the poor from the dust. He raises the poor from the dust and lifts the needy from the ash heap. He seats them with princes and has them inherit a throne of honor. Mm. Man, maybe maybe Hannah's prayer was in the back of Mary's mind as she's she saying, mm. Mary, Mary saying uh, these words, his mercy extends to those who fear him mm-hmm. from generation to generation. Man, Hannah feared the Lord mm-hmm. generation, you know, generations before Mary. And we, she was in awe. Hannah was in awe of who God was. And it was very apparent in her prayer. And we see that same thing echoed throughout um, Mary's song as well. Mm-hmm. Both women experienced the mercy and love of God in their circumstances. Both Mary and Hannah also captured faith and praise mm-hmm. um, each woman had for their unexpected births that they had with their sons. But it also mm-hmm. captured humility, both on their own part, being humbled, but also this emphasis on God exalting the humble. Mm-hmm. They're really reflective on this concept of humility. They were. I, gosh, I, I love that parallel between these two women. I love that you went there. Um, but this idea that God exalts the humble is something that we see again later in the same gospel, in the gospel of Luke. And we see in Jesus's words um, where Jesus says, for everyone who exalts himself will be humbled and he who humbles himself will be exalted. That's in Luke 14, 11, and, and actually again in 18, 14. Um, that's a chiasm there, right? Yeah, it is a chiasm. Right? But I love that. And God uses the uh, the humble who are willing to put others first because that truly is his heart. And that truly is what Jesus demonstrated as well. Absolutely. And, you know, probably taking a page out of his mother's playbook as, as well as <laughs> just God's own heart as, as a whole. Yeah. So the question that we have as we, as we start to reflect on today's passage is, why do you think God uses the humble? Mm. Um, and, you know, humility means putting others first. It means being willing to care less about yourself, and it's yeah. uh, taking the spotlight off of you and being willing to point it at others. And that's not necessarily always the easiest thing to do, but that's that's what that's why God is willing to use those that are humble because they're willing to to look elsewhere. Yeah, you know what verse this brings to mind for me, and I, that I love is First Corinthians one twenty seven, mm. where it says, "But God chose the or." Yeah, chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. God chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are so that no one may boast before him. Truly, this this humility, this idea of using the weak things is is all about glorifying God instead of ourselves. Yeah, I mean, we know who's in charge. <laughs> right. We know, we know who should have the glory. Yeah. Absolutely. So the second question mm. that we should be reflecting on is, like Mary, 
Mary, have you ever praised God for something that only he could have accomplished in your life? And yeah. this is one that we each have to answer personally, but I have to say it's probably pretty hard for us to reflect on because in the busyness and the daily hustle of our lives, I think we can go throughout our day and not see God's hand because we're not looking for it. Yes, that's a good point. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, my sweet parents, um, they're they're so purposeful in this. Every night they sit down and they will journal and they'll look through what they call um, surprise me gods. They, they It's mm. a surprise me God journal. And they're looking for ways of how did God work in our lives today? How did we see his hand? Mm. And they're doing that on purpose because if we don't take time for ourselves to be able in that hustle, in that daily grind, being willing to say, where did God move? We're going to miss it. And these mm. women that we see is in, in our example today, both in Mary Ann and Hannah, they took time to not only pause and pray and praise God for, for his hand, they were noticing it. They were taking note of it. And then they were actually taking time to, to thank God for it. What a great daily practice for us in our own lives. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that your parents do that. I think that's a great way to... Um... I think just change your viewpoint and change the trajectory of your days yeah. and, and, and what you see happening. That's that's incredible. Yeah, I, I love that. And I love, like you called out, that Mary and Hannah both took time to praise God. Yeah. How often do we overlook that? Mm-hmm. So this was incredible. Yeah. I, I love today and, and Mary's uh, song. So thank you, Heather, for mm-hmm. walking us through that. Uh, once again, be sure to download the Hope Has Come cards. You can find those in the Cara shop on our website. And make sure you join us tomorrow for day eight as we continue in this Christmas story and we look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Thank you for listening. To learn more about The Car Project, visit us at thecarproject.com. This podcast is listener supported. So if you'd like to support, head on over to our website and click give.